Prince ain't got nothing on the Bible. <laughs> nothing at all. Can you hear the lover's hearts beating? Can you just hear it? You know, just longing for one another, just longing for one another. Oh, my goodness. Is your heart beating? Your heart beating this morning? Can, are you sure? You might want to check. You know, put your hand there, just see if you can feel it. Oh, goodness. Hope you come to church this morning because you know healing is here. And you know that we need healing. This is one of those crazy times in the world where we know we just got to gather together so that we can have healing. And sometimes you have to check your heart to make sure it's still there. You know? And if this is too much for you to do, then you know, just check your pulse. You know? Your pulse is important. It says to you that you're alive. You're alive and you're here. And we're going to celebrate that this morning. You know, some people today aren't able to check their pulse. They went dancing. And they were enjoying life. They were celebrating love. They knew what this song was about, both Prince and the Bible. And we remember them this day. Oh, goodness, can we check our pulse and know that we are alive? Check our pulse and know that our heart is beating. Check our pulse and know that we matter and that we can make a difference. How does your heart beat? Does it beat for justice? Does it beat to end bigotry? How does your heart beat this morning? Have you got a pulse? We remember a year ago that nine of our siblings were murdered in a hate crime. Nine of our siblings were murdered in a hate crime while they studied the Bible at church. And we had a media campaign go out after that where people could show solidarity called the Charleston Nine. You would hashtag Charleston Nine to show support for those people who had been killed in their sanctuary. Bible study on a weeknight at church. Killed because they were black. Killed because it was Juneteenth. Killed because of hate. A hate crime. And when I thought of it back at that time, I thought Charleston 9 really didn't do it that much for me. I wanted it to be, I am Mother Emmanuel Church. Not just Charleston, more specific, because it was a hate crime. I am Mother Emmanuel. I wanted us to keep using the hashtag, Black Lives Matter. Because when we say Charleston 9, instead of either of those things, we make it too easy for ourselves. We just make it too easy for ourselves. Because it was a hate crime against black persons in church, in historically African-American church, Mother Emmanuel. So I wanted it to be more specific because that's where the harm was caused. This week, I felt the same kind of discomfort, even to the point of anger, as I listened to people do Orlando. I am Orlando. I've never been a fan of these kind of things, but I understand wanting to stand in solidarity. I understand wanting to do something because you feel like you can't do anything. So I understand changing your picture on Facebook, and I understand that happening, but it's still too easy 
It was a hate crime against Latino siblings, primarily. It was a hate crime against queer siblings. So when I come to work and I'm listening to KSBJ on the radio and they're saying, we stand with Orlando, I want to say, that's not enough. KSBJ, will you say, if y'all don't know it, it's the Christian radio station here in town, will you say, we stand with our queer siblings? Will you stand with our Latino siblings? So we've got to be careful that we don't whitewash it in such a way that we don't have to take any action other than change our profile picture. And I'm not bashing you if you did. I'm glad you did. But I want you to think just a step further down the road because sometimes we let people off the hook just a bit too easy. And it doesn't sit well with me when I hear people who've called us the worst things say, we stand with Orlando and not able to say the truth. Are you going to stand with queer people? Are you going to stand with brown people? Can the hashtag tag be brown lives matter, queer lives matter? Can we do that? Because it was a hate crime. Check your pulse. You still here? Is your heart okay? You breathing? Ready to make a difference? Not take one moment for granted? See, our lovers in the Bible this morning in the Song of Songs, they knew not to take one moment for granted. They knew what it meant to hide behind walls and finally find each other. They knew what it meant for people to keep them apart because of their race or because of their class. They knew what it meant to have to find a sanctuary to kiss, a garden and don't you ever think the pulse was not a sanctuary? The pulse was a sanctuary for these young people to go to dance, to celebrate, to kiss without fear of being bashed, without fear of having people look at them the wrong way or with disdain. The sanctuary of, Ebony, of Mother Emmanuel and the sanctuary of the pulse were both violated. Can we be like these lovers that know that every moment counts? Can we celebrate these lives dancing, singing, kissing, passion, knowing that every life, every moment counts? The songwriter says, your lips, they're getting into the body. You remember how hard it was that time when one of the presidents said, read my lips? Talking about the body. Here's the Bible talking about the body. Your lips, your lips are just like honey. What have you been into? They taste so good. Not only your lips, your tongue. We're about to get some front tongue in there, my goodness. <laughs> this is the Bible? Okay, Prince, I see where you got it from. Your tongue, my tongue, touching, tastes like honeyed milk. Can we feel their hearts beat? Maybe they've quickened some as they found one another, had to skirt around others to be together and know who each one is. What does it mean 
to have to work that hard to finally, finally just leap for joy, leap for love. I don't know if you remember last Sunday, but I talked about I hadn't seen a gazelle leaping before. So I showed you a picture of a gazelle leaping. Y'all thought that was fine and fun. But one of these couples that was killed, one of the pictures of them is leaping for joy. And as we remember these folks, we remember these lives of joy, these lives of hope, these lives that have been cut short. But that's what a, that's what a gazelle looks like leaping. That's what the Song of Songs is talking about. People in love celebrating with joy. Oh, goodness. Those are some fine gazelles up there. We grieve them this day. So how is your heart? Still ticking? Have you checked your pulse? Maybe you're ready to make it quick and a little with some anger, with some passion, with some righteousness, with some work. Maybe you're ready to do some of that. I've cried more than once this week. When I saw this picture was one of those times. I also cried when I read a story about an Orthodox Jewish synagogue, a temple that was in Sabbath. And once the Sabbath ended, the, this conservative rabbi said to his congregants, we're going to the bar. They didn't know where a bar was. They had to find one. But they said, we're going to the bar. And so they found their way. He said, and all of you are coming with me. This is what it means to be a people of faith. And so this Orthodox Jew got his people together and found a bar and went to it. And then they stood across the street, and as they went in, they saw this rather large guy, looked like he was drunk, walk, wobbling around, and they were, got a little concerned, are we doing the right thing? And one of them went up there and talked to him and told him why they were there, and he broke down against the wall, crying, and invited them all inside. They were saying, brown lives matter. They were saying, queer lives matter. They took their whole community of faith with their candles into the bar that was nearest to them so that they would know that they were not alone. Oh, some of this outpouring of care surprises you and can make you cry. Not just the grief, but the hope can make you cry. Oh, could we be that congregation however we need to be. And God, we thirst. Did you hear it at the end of the scripture passage? We thirst. Thirst for that love, thirst for that passion, thirst for that justice. We thirst. May our hearts quicken and may we find your love, O oh God. HPD has put out a good video, our Houston Police Department, on how to be aware and ready for whenever someone attacks anywhere you are, a school, a church, a supermarket, any of those things. And it's called uh, Run, Hide, Fight. It says, never let yourself be taken hostage. Fight before it happens. Fight before it happens. And so I'm telling you right now, run. What's the next one? Hide. What's the next one? Fight. If anyone ever came in here to hurt any of us, I expect to see all of you headed for every door that's here, right? And if you can't get to any door that's here, and there's no place in here to hide, 
I expect you to join around right behind me and run at whoever's threatening us and taking them down. Do you understand? We don't need to be afraid. We can trust in God's love, and we can together handle anything the world throws at us. We can handle anything together. Run, hide, fight. If you haven't heard that before, look it up on HPD's website. It's a wonderful video, and learn it. It may save your life or someone else's. If I go down, the person behind me might be standing. So I wondered how I was going to wrap all this in this sermon, you know, it being Father's Day and all. <laughs> and this being my first Father's Day. I, mean, I was wondering how to, how to wrap all this in. And I, see, that's what hope looks like. Uh, Walter and I and Michael leave after the service to take my father to, to lunch real quickly, and then we'll come back. But I found this wonderful movie that I've watched many times because it keeps healing me. It's called The Hundred Foot Journey. And this movie is sort of like this garden we're reading about in the Song of Songs. It talks about all the wonderful spices, the richness of everything going on in life, and how together it's passion, together it's sensuous, together it's using all of the parts of our uh, being, sight, sound, taste, smells, and in the, in the movie, there's this one spot in time where they're talking about food being memories. And I want you to hear this clip from The 100-Foot Journey. What's your favorite dish to cook? Jalebi. What is that? Uh, fermented dal and flour, deep fried. Mm. Smell reminds me of my mother. You're lucky. The smell of pig sweet and vinegar reminds me of my father. Food is memories. Food is memories. In this garden, there's this luscious feast, but before the two lovers, the feast of one another, the feast of pillow talk, intimate with one another the feast that remembers, remembers where they came from, who they are, how they were created, and carries it into the next, into the next stage of love and life. What we have represented here that Reverend Vicki put together, all of these candles of multiple hues from cream to chocolate to remind us of those who died. And it sits connected to the intimate table to the table of the Song of Songs where we find love and where we find passion. And don't you know that we are alive, our pulses quickened when we allow these two to live together? When we're in grief and hurting and pain, we must remember the joy and the passion and the life that we long for, that God gives us, that God blesses us with. And when we're joyful and celebrating, we need to remember the hurt. That makes the joy and the celebrating even more powerful. In the 100-foot journey, they start it with him telling a story about his mother who died in a hate crime. 
the fire of their restaurant was burned down. And they're immigrating because they had to leave India. And then after India, they were in England. And then they're immigrating from England onto the continent. And as they're trying to get through the immigration checkpoint, he's telling the story to the immigration officer who doesn't quite get it. And he says, I'm a cook. And, I, and the officer says, oh, you mean you're a, a, a weight porter? And he says, no, I'm a cook. And he has to tell the story of why they're moving. Ultimately, he says it's because the British vegetables have no soul. And when you've eaten in England, you might know that. But <laughs> so as he continues to tell the story, he says, my mother taught me. School was my family restaurant in Mumbai. My mother was my instructor. And then they show a picture of his mother. She's talking to him, and she says, sea urchins taste of life. Life has its own flavor. Hidden in that shell, beautiful life. And then he says it was an education for all of the senses. When you cook, she said, you make ghosts. You cook to make ghosts, spirits to live. Spirits to live in each and every ingredient. Then he looks at the officer again and says, but mostly, I was taught how to taste. I was taught how to taste. And then it flips to his mother looking at him as she's just given him a soup sample, and she says to him, can you taste them? Can you taste them, the spirit of life? This morning I asked myself, can I taste them? Can I taste the spirit and the soul of the nine and what we've created and the meal we've prepared together. Can I taste the spirit of the 49 in the meal that we've prepared and the community we've got together? Can I know who they are? That each and every ingredient matters. Each soul lost is a universe gone. How do we continue to lift them up? I thought it was interesting when they described the music of that night was something I'd never heard of before, but you may have heard of reggaeton. That's what the pulse was, was you know, beating with, was reggaeton. They say it has its roots in Jamaican dance hall, Trinidad, Soca, and Panamanian Spanish reggae. I hope it was hot. I hope it was sweaty. I hope Prince would have approved. I hope the Song of Songs would have approved because they would have been dancing with joy. This week, we've had a week of vigils and memories. Sunday night at Herman Park, Monday night here in our worship where 450 people came to participate in the healing service. Tuesday night at South Park where 1,700 people gathered. And then at City Hall on Wednesday night, where thousands of people gathered. Each of those nights was a bit different, but we were cooking a feast, remembering, longing, hoping, tasting, being fully who we are in tears and in anger. I want to tell you about one of those nights. Tuesday night, we were out South Park, South Beach. Oh, you know what I watch sometimes? <laughs> We were at South Beach with all the politicians there, and, and I'd been asked to speak. And I was listening to what was being said in the room, and I wasn't quite sure what I would say when I got up. 
because they didn't tell me way in ahead of time. They just kind of, you get there, they say you're going up. And uh, there had been a fellow that got up. His name was Ryan and told a story. The story was that his mother called him and said to him, don't you go to that gay pride parade. It's not safe. And Ryan responded to his mother, Mom, I'm going to put on my glitter pants. I'm going to put on my roller skates. I'm going to put on the biggest wig I can find, and I'm going to roller skate around every good guy I can find in that parade, and I'm going to give him a kiss on the mouth. <laughs> and I felt the spirits moving and the passion there. When it was my turn to, got up, to get up, I spoke, and I invited Ryan up, and I said, Ryan, I don't think you should have to wait until Pride Parade. <laughs> and so I went home and confessed to Walter that that night I had kissed a stranger <laughs> on stage in front of all these people and these politicians, me and my collar, and him about this high, plant smacking me, giving me a good one. You see, that's what we're being killed for. It becomes a political act. Our love, our touch, our lips, our taste. We need to keep kissing. We need to choose passion. We need to check our pulse, anticipate that it might quicken and live into life. There's another video that's out I want to show you at this point in time, even though the right is red. I see it. Uh, we're, we're going on. Because um, I didn't know this was happening. I, for those of you who don't know what the light is, at 15 minutes it turns yellow. Oh, it went off. At, at, uh, at, At 20 minutes, it turns red, but it's up there like a little traffic signal. Um, so it's been red. Oh. But I didn't realize that that was going to also be what other people thought, to keep on kissing. So I want you to see this video that's been put out. <laughs> We will never live by fear. I will never have fear run my life. I will kiss, I will love, I will hug, I will walk hand in hand wherever I go. Don't let this make you go back in the closet. The people that don't agree with our lifestyle, they don't have to love us, they don't have to like us. They just have to respect us. I'm out here in support of my friend Shane. He uh, was actually in the club. He passed away since I'm not able to go to Orlando so quickly. I figured I'd just come out here and be around everybody else. You wouldn't commit a hate crime in the name of God because that is not what God would call you to do. God is love. Keep kissing! Are you ready to keep kissing? I hope you're ready to keep kissing. This Pride Parade, this Pride Festival is more than a parade this year. It's a march. It's a pilgrimage. 
show up. Be present. March with your family of faith. It's probably going to be the safest pride parade ever with all the police that are going to be out. <laughs> don't be afraid. Claim who you are. Be fully who you are. I don't think that's mine, but it might be. For them, for us, check your pulse. Your heart's beating. You're alive. Make it count. <laughs> <laughs>